Welcome to the Powerhouse Youth Podcast. We're glad that you're joining us today, and we hope that this builds you up and helps you live out your faith. Enjoy the message. excited about the sermon series, Baywatch. Yeah, everybody always likes talking about the boo thing. Uh, I am going to have to disagree with, I am going to have to disagree with Anthony. Uh, I do not think the best part of Valentine's Day is the treats. I think it is the cheesy pickup lines. That is the best part. So anybody have any good ones? Is it appropriate? Yes. Okay. All right. What's the pickup line? Are you Google? Because you're all because you're all I'm searching for. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, Trinity. What do you got? Hey, do your feet hurt? Because you've been running through my mind all day. Oh, it's so cheesy, man. So cheesy. All right, Chance. What do you got? Is this a museum? Because you're a work of art. Oh, all right. Do you have one? You want a cheesy joke? You want a cheesy joke? There's too much cheese. Oh, okay. Alrighty. All right, to say. There you go. My love for you is like diarrhea. It doesn't stop. All right, we'll stop on that one. Okay. Well, me being a, uh, a lifetime homeschooler, I had um, a lot of resources for um, good pickup lines. So um, anyways, mine is um, I have a library card because I'm checking you out. Ooh, it's good. All right, if the uh, leaders could come up today, we're going to have a panel. Uh, We're going to continue the series Baywatch, and we are going to talk about relationships. And so give it up for our leaders. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, But before we jump in today, um, I would like to say a prayer for our pastor, Pastor Cole. He is visiting the church, like uh, Brittany said. So everybody bow your heads and uh, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all your blessings. We thank you for tonight that uh, we're here to learn more about you, Lord, learn more about what to do. Uh, when it comes to relationships, Lord, and purity and all of that. And I just thank you, Lord, that your um, hand of blessing be upon everybody who's speaking today, that you would speak through all the leaders, Lord. We just pray for our Pastor Cole uh, right now, Lord, that you would be with him, Lord, you'd keep him safe, Lord. We just pray that your anointing continue to be with him um, today and um, for the for the future, Lord, and the growth of this youth group, Lord. We just ask that your hand of blessing be upon him. Bless him, bless Brittany, and all of our leaders. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All righty. So, um, a little sad news. So, I asked my wife, Taylor, to be my Valentine's, and she said that my five-month-old son already asked her. So, it's pretty sad. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, we're going to start, like I said, we're going to talk about relationships. And so, today, we are going to start with Anthony, and he's going to... Uh, bring the word. And so everybody pay attention. Um, all the leaders spend a lot of time, um, you know, doing some research, doing some studying. And so pay attention to them. They've got some good stuff. So Anthony, why don't you kick us off? Uh, yeah, I'm going to start us off talking about 
something that uh, Cole said I was an expert in, and that's singleness. So I don't know how he meant that, but okay. Who's all my single people in the house? Throw your hands up, shake them. All right, we got a lot of single people here. So good, I'm actually talking to people. (laughs) All right, so here's, here's the thing. I wanna get in real quick. A lot of people in the church, when they talk about singleness, um, they talk about it as the gift of singleness. And if I can be real, like Bethany's over here upset. I'm stealing what she's saying. But uh, if I could be real, like a lot of times we look at the gift of singleness, like whenever somebody gives you socks for Christmas, like it's technically a gift, but it's not like the gift you want. And the thing is, is like God doesn't give bad gifts. Like the God who created the universe does not give bad gifts. See, we, I don't know, we really want relationships. Like, I don't know if it's in our culture thing or if it's just in general, people want relationships. That's what we're built for. But it's not always the way that God wants you to serve him at that moment. And for some of us, we may not ever get in, we may not ever get married. We may be called to singleness. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 7, Uh, 32 through 35, he says, I want you to be free from concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking about how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. So we oftentimes really are gunning for that relationship, really are gunning for, you know, when am I not gonna be single anymore? When am I gonna find that person? But what Paul's saying right here is you have a unique opportunity when you're single to serve God all out and not have these other responsibilities that can hinder you or slow you down. See, like I I get it. I'm not like a married person talking, so I'm in the same boat as y'all. I am, I'm single. I want a relationship, but I'm not gonna blow the opportunity I have in my singleness because I want what's next. See, right now, Most of you are single. And so you could be using this opportunity to serve God with everything, to learn about God and to have a growing relationship with him and have just the deepest relationship possible. We could be using our time for that, for loving others, for leading people to Christ. And we have an awesome freedom to do that in this moment. And I know personally, I don't wanna be married one day and look back and think I blew it. Like my singleness, I was always worried about what's coming next. But instead, I want to be, be able to look back and be proud. Like, hey, I'm married right now. But when I was single, look at how I live for God. When I was single, look at how much time I devoted to serving. Look at how many people I was able to interact with. Look at how I grew in my love for God. So I just want to encourage y'all real quick. Like, if you're single, you're not less than. If you're single, you're not missing out. What you are is you are living in exactly what God's given you at this exact moment. Use it for God's glory. Awesome. All right, give it up for Anthony. Yeah, guys, I mean, that's, a, that's really good. How many of y'all have ever been like, oh, I can't wait for Christmas break, or I can't wait for summer, and then summer gets here, and you're like, oh, I'm bored. Yeah. Dude, it happens, and we always look forward to the next thing, forward to the next thing, and we need to be happy 
in the stage that God has called us now. You know, when he wants you to be in a relationship, he's, he's gonna show you. But um, take advantage, you'll cease the day. You know, make sure that um, whatever God's position God has put you in, make sure to use it to further his kingdom. So anyways, uh, give it up one more time for Anthony. Good job, man. All right, so next we have Bethany, and she's gonna give her insights on following God's plans. So give it up for her. Hey, guys. How are you? All right, so, um, yeah, coincidentally, um, we had most of the same thoughts about singleness. And um, a verse that came to me that I thought, you know, was kind of... um, I don't know, I would never necessarily associate with singleness or relationships. Is um, It's in Psalms. It's 119, 105, and it says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And um, I just really felt that God just put this in my heart to share, like, you know, <clears throat> kind of what Anthony was saying. Like, we're not when we're not in a relationship, uh, we've heard that phrase that um, singleness can be a gift. And it's in that time where it's like, we might, you know, the idea of relationship might be fun, but that's not what's most important. That's not what we're called to be, you know, putting our time and attention towards. What we should be doing during that time is seeking the Lord, learning his word. And when we do that, when we put our attention and our eyes on him, he'll lead our path to where he wants us to go. He'll lead lead our path to the certain people that he places in our lives. And um, a few years ago, um, when I was just reading over this um, verse, I just got this uh, vision in my head of like, you know, this brick path. And every day, um, another brick is added. And it's like, that's the path that you're making when you are choosing to follow Christ. And that's the path that he has put you on. And that path might not be in a relationship at this time. The path might be singleness. I don't know what your path is, but the path that you're on, God has placed for you. God has made that way for you. And when we read his word and just abide by him, he'll light, light that path for, for us up. And so I just want to encourage you guys that, you know, if you're not in a relationship, don't, you know, stress about it. Don't worry about it. Instead, like, work on your relationship with Christ. And I know we, like, we always say that, but that's, like, just so true. Like, we can't say that enough. Um, and I can just definitely speak for my life. It's like, uh, of course, a relationship would be great, but you know, at the end of the day, my love for Christ is so much more than my, um, sorry, I don't want to get emotional. My love for Christ is so much more and so much greater than my desire for any sort of earthly relationship that I could have. And um, I just hope that, you know, at some time in your life, like that gets across to you guys too. And um, just something else that, you know, I've just always said for myself when I'm um, concerning concerning relationships is if the peace of the Lord, if his hand is not over that, I don't want it. You know, I don't want to be convicted about being in this relationship when I know that I don't feel the peace of the Lord from that. And that's something that I also want you guys to just seek if you guys um, are in the future of getting in a relationship. It's it's asking the Lord, is is this right? Is this in your plan? Is this person for me? And um, honestly, if you just don't feel the peace from the Lord, like don't take part of it. And um, I can just speak for myself that that has gotten to me or worked for me so much throughout the years. It's just the peace from the Lord and um, being sensitive to him. And so um, I hope you guys are able to take something from what I said. Thank you. 
um, uh, my old youth pastor, uh, Pastor Travis, his favorite verse, uh, you know, something that Bethany just said that stuck out to me, it reminded me of that verse. And the verses talks about that if you do not, I'll have to explain this afterwards. It says, if you do not hate your family, in comparison to loving God, then you are not worthy to enter in the kingdom of heaven. And it's not saying you need to hate everybody, but it's saying that your love for Christ has to be so great that it looks like your love for other people is actually hate. And it says, if your love for God is not that much greater, then you're not worthy to enter the kingdom of heaven. And what Bethany said was, you know, her desire to get close to God and her desire to develop her relationship with Christ is far greater than anything else any other relationship you could desire. And um, that's what God has called us to do is to be worthy. You know, that's what we have to do to be worthy to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And that's a big deal, y'all. And I also like what she said when you're talking about God's path for you. You know, it's hard for us to say, you know, whether or not you should be in a relationship or, oh, you're too young or you're too old because God's path is is different for everybody. I know people who are 35 years old and they don't need to be in a relationship. And I know people who are, 18 and they do, you know, and you just, everybody's path, God's path for everybody's different. And so stop looking to your friends and saying, Hey, they're dating. So I need to be dating. No, that's not God's plan for you. Probably, you know, God has a plan for you specifically. And so stop looking to other people and start looking to God and following him and his will. And he's going to reveal himself to you. And he's going to reveal your future spouse to you that way. So everybody give it up for Bethany one more time. That's awesome. Okay, and next we have Ryder speaking, and he's going to bring the word. So give it up for Ryder. Well, guys, uh, I guess there's a lot of single people, and I think it's an amazing thing that there are a lot of single people because I'm the third leader that's going to be talking about singleness today. Uh, Yeah, I have a lot of experience in it too, so it's really what I felt led speaking about today. Uh, One thing I also kind of want to add is even if you are are in a relationship right now, uh, and you're struggling and things are kind of rough, I would also just kind of bring up the idea that maybe the root of your problem in your relationship is a singleness problem at its base. So even if like you're in a relationship right now, you very well could be struggling with a singleness problem and you might not even know it. <clears throat> so the first point I'm going to go into today is um, your happiness shouldn't be defined by whether or not you're in a relationship. And the reason I bring that up is solely for the fact of, you know, what you negatively think about when it comes to singleness is the idea that you know, single people are lonely, and it sucks to be at that point, and I've been there, and it's really just not fun, but I, I'm here to tell you today that, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be defined by who you are, like, if you're in a relationship or not, so if you are in that state, if you are, like, lonely, and you're thinking about getting in a relationship, especially because Valentine's Day is just two days away, and it's easy to do, think about what you should define your happiness by, and that's God. So First uh, John uh, 5, 4 says, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You guys have the ability to overcome that loneliness, that depression that comes alongside with singleness that a lot of people just associate with it. And with God and a steady relationship with him, if you rely on that and define yourself by that and what he sees in you and the promise in your life, I promise there will be a paradigm change shift in your life. There will be a positive change if you just let yourself be open to that. And to kind of go into my second point, I'm going to start off with Ecclesiastes 3.1, and it says, for every, everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And that leads into my second point, which is there's a purpose to your singleness. And, you know, uh, both Bethany and uh, Anthony hit on this really well, but 
when I say there's a purpose to your singleness, like it's really easy to just think about uh, like all those negative aspects and think about, um, well, what does God want for me right now? I promise you that there is something right now that God is trying to instill into you through your singleness. Maybe there's a reason you need to be single right now. So focus in on that. Instead of thinking about like all the negative things that people normally see with being single, how about you think about what God wants in your life right now? So if you let, your, if you let somebody else define like the season that you're in right now, it, you really risk yourself to have the ability to fail much worse if you don't rely on God. And right now, if you're single, there's something that God is trying to teach you. So lean into that, believe in that. And God wants you to just be whole, even though like you, if people normally associate, you know, like the loneliness with the singleness thing. God wants you to be whole alongside him. So focus in on that. And if you're not strong, if you're not faithful in your singleness, why do you think getting into a romantic relationship is gonna make that any better? And I just kind of bring that up in my, <clears throat> I have an analogy. It's um, if you take a, a good egg and then mix it with a rotten egg, the omelet's still nasty, right? So think about who you are in this analogy. Are you the rotten egg that's trying to mix in with a uh, good egg or are you the, or the opposite? So think about who you are in that analogy and think about like uh, obviously trying to be a good egg <laughs> and focus in on that. Um, press into your, single, your season of singleness and work on it alongside God and I promise you will find breakthrough. Uh, yeah, again, to wrap this all up, I'm just going to say the controversial statement. It's okay to be single. It's all right, guys, I promise. <laughs> and look, I know this time of the year, it's really easy to just kind of get boggled down on the idea that uh, singleness is a bad thing, but I promise you, it doesn't have to be that way. You don't have to be defined by whether or not you're in a relationship. You, you define yourself by the steady relationship with Christ. And if you're not at that point, we can get you to that point. We have a group of believers here ready to do that on hand. And honestly... Like, there's light at the end of the tunnel, too, because, you know, half-price chocolates are right around the corner on the 15th, so <laughs> uh, I'm going to finish up on that. Good stuff, man. So um, the main thing I got about that, got out of that was um, I now know why my omelets are so bad, <laughs> man. Didn't know. Now, um, y'all, if y'all didn't catch this, y'all need to write this down, what Ryder said, okay? Why would God bless you with a good relationship if you weren't faithful with your singleness. Yeah, everybody's like, Ooh, not me. Um, y'all, does anybody remember the, ever heard of the parable of the talents? Okay, so the parable is, it's a story where a master goes away and he leaves money with his servants and he says, you know, be good stewards of this, I'm gonna be back. Well, when he came back, the guy who he left five talents with, he doubled it. The person he left, I think it was two talents with, he doubled it. And then he left one person with one talent and he didn't do anything with it. Well, the people who were faithful, he said this, and you'll hear this a lot in the New Testament. And it's a, he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with the few. I will make you ruler over many. Go enter into the joy of the Lord, okay? You were faithful with the few, now I will make you ruler over much. Y'all, if we are not faithful with our singleness, how can we expect God to bless us with a relationship? The one faith, unfaithful servant, he said, you unfaithful servant, you weren't faithful with a little, go and I'm gonna cast you out into utter darkness. Guys, it's scary if we're not getting what God has given us, the gift, like Anthony talked about, the gift of singleness. If we're not being good stewards of that gift, Guys, how do we expect having a good relationship? So anyways, everybody give it up for Ryder. Once again, bringing the word.
All right, and next we have Katie, and she's gonna be talking to us about purity. Uh, y'all listen up, this um, is really good, this is very important, and it's really crucial to everybody's relationship with uh, Christ. So give it up for Miss Katie. She brings the word. Hi. Um, I think um, as I'm listening to the first three speakers, I remember being in a youth group, and I remember going to church, and I never remember anyone sharing that with me. And what I'm going to talk to you about is the opposite of this. This is what can happen even when you're in church, even when you live in a home that has rules. If you get into a relationship that's not in Christ. So um, I went to church. I was in a youth group. I grew up in a home with a lot of rules, really good rules. And I would have considered myself a really good girl. But I had a God-sized hole inside of me that could only be filled with him. But what I felt, what the enemy lied to me about was that I needed love. And he lied to me and at some point had me convinced that sex was love. And it's not. And I want to be very specific and get this really clear and out in the open that when I mean sex, I mean any form of it, almost sex, all the way sex, oral sex, watching sex, reading books that depict sex in any way, whether it be through Snapchat or any form of social media, that these are all forms of impurity and they're the enemy's way of lying to your heart. Um, I want to be really personal and share my testimony with you. Um, when I was a teenager, the first person I dated pressured me for sex in the most kind and loving way. And in my heart that was yearning for love, security, and wholeness, thought that he was showing me how much he cared about me. When I had sex, I didn't even know what I was doing outside of trying to please someone else in hopes of feeling loved. And there is no cherished memory from that. This was not God's plan for my heart, my mind, my soul, my spirit, or body. And if you have already given your body and in effect your heart to someone in this way, it's not his plan for you either. From that moment, I felt shame and even more insecurities about myself. This is how the enemy likes to attack and my act of sin gave Satan a foothold on my mind and heart. I was a good girl and I knew I only wanted to have sex with my husband. So at 18, I thought that this was who I was gonna have to marry. This led to a 10-year relationship that was completely outside of God's plan for my life. This sin and living outside of God's will and in effect, his protection derailed goals, dreams, visions, and callings of my heart because in my own strength, I tried to make this sin right by staying with this person. In that time period, I also got pregnant, I got scared, and I had an abortion. This was never God's plan or purpose. And the first lie the enemy put on my heart was that sex equals love. God's mercy, grace, and true love are more true and powerful than any lie of the enemy. And I have since repented, been saved, been baptized, and washed in his blood. But I know that all those years before were never his plan. And while he makes it all good when we give our hearts to Christ, his plan was never for me to have my heartache for a baby 
I won't see on this side of heaven. And never to walk in that guilt or shame that comes from Satan. When he calls us to obedience and tells us that sex outside of a godly marriage is a sin, it's not to punish you, it's to protect you. He loves you more than you will ever know. And if you've already given this part of yourself to someone else, God's love for you grows every moment and he can heal any part of your heart, your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit that the enemy tries to destroy. His grace and mercy abound and his heart desires for you to turn to him. If you're in this room and you've given your body to someone in any sexual act and you're feeling convicted, know that this is a call from God to lay this sin at his feet and fall into the arms of a good father who wants to heal your heart, to cherish your soul, to bring joy to your mind and protect your body. Shame and guilt are from the enemy. Love, joy, peace, and security are from Christ. Also, if you have already had sex in any form or fashion, I want to share one honest, really hard truth with you. And that's it's gonna be easier to enter into a sexual relationship the second time or the third time than it was the first time. The enemy is gonna attack you and your feelings are gonna lie to you. You will need to specifically pray for purity and self-control and the Lord will meet you there and answer that prayer. He will heal your heart, strengthen your self-control and walk with you in purity, but it will be your choice and it will be a prayer that you will continually have to pray. But I can guarantee you and assure you that he will answer it and he will create the most beautiful picture out of your testimony and your future will still be full of joy and love. But first it has to come from Christ. The verse I wanna leave you with is 1 Timothy 4.12. And I picked this out specifically as a really simple verse that you can pray for yourself. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. Thank you so much for your time. You know, uh, a theme that's kind of going around ever since fall retreat or winter retreat, whatever we call it, called it this time, is um, the, the theme is kind of been don't learn the hard way, you know? That's just been something we've been reiterating over and over. And when it comes to leaders and, you know, people in your life, your parents or whatever, a lot of times you hear the same stuff over and over. And yet sometimes we try to learn the hard way. And whenever we you hear people with a, a past and they say, you know what, I regret doing this. And you hear that over and over and over. Why are we trying to do that same stuff? You know, let's, let's not learn the hard way. Let's not go through that pain. Let's not do that. And let's, let's say, you know what, let's take counsel. Let's take that mentorship and say, you know what, you went down that way and you regretted it. I'm gonna do something different. You know, and also another thing, you know, she was talking about, you know, if, if you're, if you're a virgin, if you're pur pure, keep it up because it only gets harder once you, once you make that first compromise, it gets harder. But if you have already made that compromise, um, you might wanna write this down, um, but it's God's perfect plan for your life is not contingent upon you being perfect, okay? 
God knows we're gonna make mistakes. Nothing has ever occurred to God. And so no matter what you've done, you say, no, it's too late. I've already done this. I've already done that. God still has a perfect plan for you. And it's not too late. And there is merit when you meet your first husband and you've slept around with 15 different guys. There is merit when you say, you know what? I have saved myself for you for the last five years. You know, I've committed my life. Um, You know, February of 2020, I decided, you know what? Today's the day. I'm not gonna do that anymore. There is merit in that. God has a plan for you and a purpose for you and don't ever act like you've screwed it up so much that God can't repair it because he can and he's strong enough. So everybody give it up for Katie one more time. What an awesome job. All right. Okay, next up is Greg. So give it up for Greg, y'all. What's up, what's up, y'all? Hey, can we make a little bit of noise for these leaders that have already shared? Didn't they do an awesome job? Yeah, you did. That makes me a little less nervous, you know, loving on them for a second. I don't know why they picked me last. I'm not, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, they saved the worst for last. I'm just kidding. What's up, y'all? Man, I'm so excited to get to share with y'all with what's on my heart. You know, we were touching on singleness and, um, um, you know, being in a relationship. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a little bit about both. Um, man, first of all, I'm going to jone some of y'all for just a second. I'm going to burn some of y'all up just for a second. Hey, dude, I'm just going to be real. Dude, some of y'all don't need to be in a relationship right now, period. And, and I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings. I'm sorry if your boo thing's next to you, like, turning red and getting mad. Dude, I get it. Dude, I was in school. I was in high school. I was in junior high. I had to have my boo thing next to me. I had to, you know, look cool, stunt with a girl going down the hallway. Dude, I get it. I get it completely. She's over here putting her arm around her. That's funny. Here's why I say that, okay? Check this out. Dude, y'all are 7th through 12th grade, and your life is changing so rapidly right now in, in this time. You know, you're in junior high, you're in high school, and your life is changing just so rapidly. You know, for my older, my upperclassmen, my older classmen, dude, juniors and seniors, dude, you're getting ready to go to school, like college, or you're getting ready to join the workforce, one of the two. And, dude, just like Josh was saying, I mean, whether you're 18 or 35 or whatever, I mean, God can say, hey, you're not supposed to be in a relationship right now. You know, God can also say, hey, at 18, whatever, 19, whatever, sure, be in a relationship, you know, if it, if it benefits my kingdom, if it benefits what I'm doing. But I will say this, dude, in this time that you're in right now, dude, you're getting ready to go to school. You're getting ready to go off and do bigger and better things from high school. You're in this relationship that you've been in for one, two, and three years, and you're falling in love and this, that, and all the other thing. And then guess what? You go to this school, he goes to this school, and she goes to this school, or he stays here and he goes to work, and she goes off north or somewhere else and goes to school. And it's so hard to be in that relationship. And it's so hard to, you know, do that. And, and your relationship with God is being distracted because you're trying so hard to be in this relationship when y'all are in two different places in life. Dude, right now, High school, junior high, like, like I said, y'all, I love y'all. Some of y'all, man, it, this isn't the time. I just, I'm just going to be real. I just, I'm just going to put that out there. This is not the time right now, you know, for some of y'all. So just to be honest with you. Um, jumping right in, man, I just, that was my first point. I, I told Josh and them I only had two, but that was really three. I really have three. Um, man, my first point is based out of uh, 1 Corinthians 1030, uh, 10.31. Um, let me pull that right up. Is it on the skibble? 1 Corinthians 10.31. Y'all got my back? 
the skibble, the skibble? What does it say? So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Now, transitioning right into, you know, whenever God says, hey, for those that are supposed to be in a relationship, all right, this is what, you know, I want you to do. And that's, I want you to use your relationship to honor me, to honor my kingdom. I want to use Pastor Zach Yeldell and Sarah Yeldell and Cole and Brittany as a good example. Dude here is our worship leader, our worship pastor. He does a fantastic job. Him and Sarah, they do a fantastic job as our worship pastors. One of the things that got them together was their love for worship and their love for the Lord and music and song. And what are they doing with their marriage? As a part of their marriage, they're our worship pastors. They're using their marriage. They're using their team together as, you know, coming together as one to worship and glorify the Father through their gift. They're using their relationship to benefit the kingdom. Cole and Brittany, they're called to be our youth pastors. They're both, you know, coming, you know, two into one, and they're using their relationship together to pour into y'all, to pour into us as leaders. You know, they pour into us just as much as they pour into y'all. Thank you, Cole and Brittany. We love y'all. They're using their relationship to benefit God, to benefit God's kingdom. I want you to write this down. If you don't put in God's work, you're going to get hurt. I'll say it again. If you don't put in the work, you're going to get hurt. And what I'm trying to say is, is in your relationship, if you're not honoring God, you're not putting in God's work using that relationship, it's not going to last, dude. It's going to expire. It's going to fail. Just being real. My last point, and I will quickly give this mic to somebody else, <laughs> um, is based out of 2 Corinthians 6.14. And it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? What sticks out to me in that is, again, whenever God says, all right, you know, for those who are supposed to be in a relationship, you know, whenever it becomes that time, dude, I, I, would, I would be very, I would encourage y'all to be very prayerful and very mindful about who you feel God is supposed to, you know, who you're supposed to be with. Um, obviously, if you're a believer, you love the Lord, you seek the Lord daily, you pursue the Lord daily. I don't think it's really right for you to go pursue someone who doesn't. So, <laughs> thank you, German. I've, I've been waiting for your affirmation, brother. It makes me feel good. Um, dude, if you're a believer and they're not, it's not going to work, dude. It's not going it, it, to, that's just how it is. I want you to write this down. I'm actually quoting another pastor that I know. Um, if he doesn't point you to the king, he don't get the ring. If she doesn't point you to the king, she don't get the ring. I want you to write that down, and I want you to really think about that. Dude, when, it's, when, when God blesses you and he says, all right, you can be in a relationship, you know, and you're mindful and you're prayerful about who you're supposed to be with, dude, think about it. Are they pointing you to the king? Are they, help, are they challenging you? Are, are they challenging you to worship more, to pray more, to, to study more, to become closer to God? If he or she doesn't point you to the king, they don't get the ring. Anyway, all that's all I have. I appreciate it. Thank y'all. So, thank you, Greg. Appreciate it. Uh, everybody give it up for all of our leaders today. They did awesome. Um, and um, I'm going to talk for just a couple more minutes and uh, wrap things up. But I wanted to point out one thing that uh, Greg just said, and that was, Instead of, you know, you got to put the work in, 
right? And what, do you, what does he mean by that? You know, we're all obviously, hopefully, one of these days, God has a spouse for us in the future. We're gonna get married one of these days. And what are we doing now in our singleness? What are we doing now before marriage to prepare for marriage? What are we doing? And, um, and there's a, everybody, okay, honest. I want all the girls, guys, you don't have to listen right now, but girls, how many of you have made a list of characteristics you want your future husband to have? <laughs> Brandon, put your hand down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, just about, <laughs> just about every girl in here has that, okay? Well, here's the thing. So, listen up. So, we all have these things we want in our future spouse. Guys, I know a lot of times, if we know the Bible and we, we're Christian folks and all that, a lot of times the characteristics we want in our spouse is uh, Proverbs 31, right? You know, have everybody heard that? That's like everything a, a woman needs to be. Well, guys, a lot of times we're looking at what do we want our spouse to be like, and we're not looking at what should we be doing now to prepare for our spouse, okay? You have... A lot of people say, this is what I want in my spouse, but have you ever thought of maybe you're that person, if you find that person, oh my gosh, that guy got everything on that list, and then you go up to him and he's like, nah, I'm okay, I don't want you. Right? Like, yeah, you found me, but you're not the girl I want, right? So listen, so listen real closely here. What are we doing now to make our future spouse have that same attraction for us as we would do for them. Does that make sense? Just because you know what you want in your spouse doesn't mean you are doing the things that they would want in you. So we need to be putting the work in now, just like Greg said, to say, what are we doing right now in our singleness to be a good steward of that, to be someone that our spouse would want? Uh, the, the list for, instead of, so guys, instead of looking at the list of Proverbs 31 for what you want in a wife, yeah, that's good, but go take a look at 1 Timothy 3 that talks about how, what you need to do to be a, an elder in the church. He said, if a person who seeks to be an elder is, seeks a good thing, are we doing those things to be a good spouse, or to be a good husband for our wife? Girls, instead of making those lists, are you reading Proverbs 31 and saying, I'm gonna try to become like that person? Are we putting that work in? And if we're doing that and we're being good stewards, God is gonna bless us. He's gonna make us ruler over many things because just like Ryder said, he's not gonna bless you in a good relationship if you haven't been faithful in your singleness. And um, anyway, so I, that, I, that was just really heavy on my heart. And I wanted to also uh, invite the band up um, and we'll be wrapping up here in just a little bit. But why do we talk about this every year? Obviously, it's Valentine's Day. Obviously, uh, it's that season. Everybody's in love. But why do we talk about this every single year? It's because it's really important. Guys, having a relationship, you and your spouse, being married it can be the most powerful tool in furthering the kingdom of heaven, okay? A lot of people, they say, I don't, and this is true most of the time, they say, I don't need to be in a relationship because I need to focus on God, and that's true, okay? But if you find the right person and it's God's right timing, that relationship with that right person will actually get you closer to God, okay? When me and Taylor started dating, uh, our backgrounds were totally different, okay? I grew up 
my whole life, going to church, everything. I had perfect family. Mar- you know, parents have been married this whole time. Her parents, and you know, it, it's just a little rougher situation. And um, it wasn't terrible. She grew up in a good home, but she didn't have the same upbringing as me. And so me, I, I learned a lot about the Bible. And so I knew some of the stories in the Bible, um, whereas she didn't as much. But one thing she had that I didn't have was she was totally in love with God. She was totally in love with Christ and she just had a passion for him. And she would read the Bible and she would pray and she would be, I would call her and she'd be like, you could tell she was just crying. I'm like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I was just reading my Bible. Or I'm like, dang, she can't, and I was thinking to myself, as if I'm gonna marry this girl, I have to be the man of the house and I can't have someone pursuing God more than I'm pursuing him. And so what did my relationship with Taylor do? It made me get closer to God. What did my relationship do for Taylor? It made her know more about the word. She would read something, she said, what does this mean? And I might have the answers, but I would see her on her knees praying and crying her eyes out and just totally in love with the God. And you know, me, I've, I've known this stuff and it's kind of gotten old, but guess what? Being in the relationship with Taylor, what did that do for me? It made me excited again to be in love with Christ and to say, I was going to hell. I was destined for eternal punishment, but Jesus Christ came down and he took that from me. He took that penalty. I don't have to pay it anymore. And that's exciting. Yeah, I've known it for my whole life. I've known it for 25 years, but guess what? It's exciting. And because me and hers pursued each other in the right way, because we were faithful in our singleness, guess what? God blessed our relationship and that relationship wasn't a distraction. It was an enhancement. It was, we got closer to God because of our relationship and that's how it needs to look. Does that make sense? Guys, Bethany talked about, it's not all about your feelings, right? It's not about what you feel, what feels good. It's not about what what we wanna do. It's just about doing what's right. If we follow our hearts and say, you know what, everybody else is doing it, I'm gonna do it. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof leads to death. We can't follow our hearts. We can't be like everybody else. We have to say, God, what are you telling us to do? And we're gonna do it, okay? Guys, this is so important because relate a marriage can be so powerful to getting close to God, but also furthering the kingdom of God, getting more people into heaven. That's what a relation, a good relationship to do. So what is Satan gonna try to do? He's gonna try to let you go down that path and use those same relationships to hinder you. He's gonna try to make it to where you're not doing it right, to where instead of it being a blessing, it is gonna be a hindrance. It is gonna be a distraction. And so the reason we talk about this every single year is because it could be the most important tool and you could blow it. Because why? You're playing around and you're dating for recreation instead of dating for marriage. Guys, it's too important. Satan wants to come in and destroy the families. And he's done a, done a pretty good job of it. Over half of the marriages, you've heard the statistics, they're divorces, they're divorced. People have problems at the home all the time. Why? Because that's what Satan wants to get at. And if you're over here playing around with relationships to have fun or because you're bored, what are we doing? We're giving Satan exactly what he wants. Guys, we have to be intentional. We have to pursue the right way. Pursue God the right way and he's gonna, he's gonna give you that right person. Guys, take advantage 
of your singleness. Take advantage of where God has you right now. Guys, if we start playing around with this, it can be dangerous. And they're gonna throw this up on the screen. Proverbs 5, three through five, okay? It's talking about, it says a strange woman. It's talking about someone you're not married to. It says, for the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb. And her mouth is smoother than oil, but her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Get this, her steps take hold on hell. Guys, it's not just about God derailing his plan for your life to, to not get as many people into heaven. He could get to yours. He could get to your relationship. And listen, that could be a costly eternal ramifications for your life for your soul. Guys, you play around with this stuff and it can end real badly. Okay, I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm just wanting you to understand this is important. This is not a fun thing that we can just play around with. Guys, this is serious. John 3, 36 says, he that believes on the Son has everlasting life. And he that believes not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Guys, there's gonna be, if we don't get the relationships right, we could end up later down the road to the point where we've just fallen off completely. If you haven't pursued God and your relationship with him and you go off to college and some professor tells you how stupid Christianity is and all the reasons for it, guys, if you're not pursuing God, you might, you might buy it. You might believe it. God has a bigger and a better plan for your life. And relationships are nothing to play around with. It's like you have three little crystal sculptures and they're worth $100,000 each and they're so, they're so valuable and you start juggling it because it's fun. Seems kind of stupid, right? Your future spouse, your future relationships are that valuable. They are so valuable and, all, and what we're doing, we're playing around with it because we like juggling, right? We like, we like having fun but you don't know what you're messing with. Guys, this could be the biggest blessing and you could be pursuing God every single day of your life and then you find your spouse and you just go even faster and you never skip a beat. Why? Because you did it the way God told you to because you didn't learn the hard way. You just said, I know this is right. It doesn't feel right. It's not gonna be the most fun, but God told me to do it and I know that's the right way, so I'm gonna do it anyways. Stop playing around with these relationships when it's not about having fun, it's about finding your future spouse. Guys, God's not gonna bless you if you're not faithful right now. 